Hello, and welcome to In Bed With Books, the podcast where we talk about smutty fantasy with each other and with you. My name is Melissa. And I'm Bethany. And where else can you find us, Bethany? You can find us in a few places. On our website, inbedwithbookspod.com, and also on Instagram at inbedwithbookspod. We also have a Discord, which you can follow in the link in our bio. And then if you go to the description box below, check out those links and you can find us anywhere else. And uh, what are we talking about today, Melissa? Um, let's find out. All right. Okay. What a week and a half or two since we've last been here. I know. In this yeah. space together. Yes. Yes. We were going to record last week. Yes. And then I broke my back. <laughs> <laughs> Just about. And hopefully not too close to actual real life. But mm-hmm. yeah, you've been kind of uh, bedridden yeah. for the better part of this last week and yeah. not liking it from what you were just telling me. I'm so bored like today. And I'm like, f- first of all, I've been having, I have every excuse now to smoke because pain. Yeah. And not only that, but like, I'm just like bored out of my mind. And I can't go anywhere, do anything. I can't sit. I can only lay or walk. So my brain is just like dying. Like I haven't like socialized with anyone. I don't know. So I was like, I'm just going to, so I, I smoked to better my mood as well (laughs) to alter my state of mind. What else do we smoke? (laughs) To me, dad. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah. Even earlier, I felt so bad because I would love to have watched the movie with you. But I was so busy today that I was just oh, like, yeah. I no, it's fine. wish I could, especially because when was the last, like, we haven't watched a movie together Yeah, in a few weeks. New Moon was yes. the last one. Um, yeah. So we want to do that. We want to, wa- we want to watch Passing mm-hmm. on Sunday. So, so when this comes out, hopefully you guys joined us to watch that in yeah. the watch party on our discord. Yeah. And if not well oh well <laughs> join sorry the next one yeah um, join us yeah. for the next one we probably won't be watching passing again anytime soon but yeah but it's on netflix yeah um but yeah i also um dyed my hair orange pink pink orange a nice right, coral yeah right before my life ended um no <laughs> before I became bedridden oh god and so yeah no and I loved it it was a lot brighter like Jamie had put like a little bit of coral in it and it was like kind of an electric orange on the top and so I used some of my violet shampoo to kind of like blend it in a little bit um because I was just worried not that I'm like afraid of orange or by any means it's just I didn't I didn't think it would be like that appropriate for work because I work at the front and I didn't want it to be like a neon neon yeah you know yeah so but everyone's that you really, really like have to it. worry about it yeah um yeah no they were like totally fine with it. everyone liked my hair of course I didn't plan this but it was like Valentine's Day and everyone was like pink oh, hair yeah and I was like oh god I did not plan that but then you also the next like that night or the next day you're like okay well I can't come into work anyway yeah so it faded it, it yeah. you gave yourself the time to fade 
So. Yes, exactly. So yeah. So yeah, no, I am I am in love with it though. I yeah, feel... it looks really nice. I like it. I like the I... way that it's faded. I I did like it when it was that really vibrant color, but yeah. it's faded really, really pretty. So yeah. 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 And I have pink shampoo to kind of keep it up, but nice. Yeah. So I feel I'm feeling good. I'm ready for my birthday now. It's I it's Pisces season. I already have bangs, but I can feel like an impending like mental breakdown hair dye. <laughs> yeah. You're like, get me out of this life. Yeah. Get me out yeah. of this body. I want to be someone else. <laughs> There's just so much, you know, like Saturn Pluto shit going on right now. I'm kind of like, you know, I feel like maybe it's time for me to to go a little go a little free. Yeah. For a little while. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. What are you gonna do to it? I don't know. Maybe just give it like a nice red tint. I love going to like a red color. So yeah. 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 So what are we, I mean, I feel like we already kind of talked about what we're talking about, but what we're talking about today is Passing by Nella Larson. It is a book that I read in, I want to say my junior year of college in a class called Unruly Women. I believe it was Unruly, maybe it was Unruly Female Authors or Female Writers. Mm. It was a short story. It stuck with me very, very long because obviously we read it for this because it stuck with me that long. Um, before we get started on that, I do want to give a little bit of background on Nella Larson, and then we can kind of jump into the book. Yeah. So she was a writer who was popular during like the height of the Harlem Renaissance. Uh, the only issue, and I, I don't even really say issue, issue in her, what I would probably view as her perspective if she enjoyed this so much, is that she was only able to publish two, I guess, like novel-length books, what, what we could consider novel-length books, and then a series of short stories before she had to return to work because of issues with like her divorce and then alimony and kind of things like that. Um, but... She was very well respected and appreciated by her community when she was living in New York, when she was a part of like the ha- the Harlem scene back in the 1930s. And even though she only wrote two things, or I guess not only two things, but even though she only had two longer form things published, it stood the testament of time. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we start, I want to hear what you have to say about it, because I've read this book before. Yeah. I was rereading. It was really nice to reread it, but I want to hear your thoughts. It really felt like a 1930s, like Gatsby book. Yeah. Of people just like kind of going to parties and going to tea and like kind of this, it definitely felt like that era. Um, I also liked, um, and we kind of talked about it over message a little bit, but I liked the, like, I guess the writing writing style of like how she um brings up conversations and stuff mm-hmm. it's it's god I had a whole thing I should have wrote it wrote it down um her f- form I would say writing form mm-hmm. is really perfect because because of the thing that she's try the theme that she's trying to express which is um like race and dialogue and mm-hmm. in like so and like in that social community and um between people who are both um hiding as passing you know 
-hmm. and who are also like in hanging in the community of like African-Americans. So it's like very. On that note too, after she kind of left the community to get back into work, she was accused of like passing. And I say accused because that's kind of like what they assumed she was doing is she just like left to go right like pass um let's see and i do want to point out that like that that's her so like she is very i guess like pale skin not to sound like she's not like a vampire but like because that's usually what we talk about in here like she is she's very fair skinned i should say and so i think like accusation is probably the better word for that because like that's also something that she's actively talking about in her books. And so the assumption that she would go and pass after making these kinds of statements, especially in this book. Cause so I don't know, you listened to it, didn't you? Yeah. Okay. So the version that I have, this was the like version that we had to get for class has quicksand, her other major novel Uh as like the first half of the book. And, um, that also kind of delves into like a different side of passing more from the like passer person's point of view Mm. and so she's kind of making this very distinct statement so I find it funny to believe that they would think or they would believe that she just like abandoned their community in that fashion you know what I mean yeah well she she did it for personal reasons right well I mean not really she just like she didn't leave to pass she left to go make money right and so like it wasn't with intent to like leave and find a new life as like a white person You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like uh, Claire does in this. Yeah. It's very much, I would say that it's more in line with. Sounds, um, sounds a lot like Irene. conjecture. <laughs> oh yeah, 100%. But like, I would say yeah. it's more along the lines of Irene where like Irene is, has no issue being part of the black community and being like a prevalent member of like the Harlem yeah. Renaissance scene. But when she gets accused of being a black person by somebody who's racist, she also has no issues with being like, oh okay and keeping her like keeping herself a little quiet in that part yeah so yeah i i uh i think it's interesting to see the way that it plays out between the two of them Mm -hmm. and so i wonder how much of that could be read as like her own trying to handle that dichotomy you know yeah i was wondering too how like um autobiographical it was yeah yeah with scene, I feel like probably in terms of like the, like you were saying that kind of a like Gatsby-esque element yeah. to it. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't know enough about her to say one way or the other on that. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely something I've thought about before. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, like the form just being like, kind of like the dialogue, especially with, uh, what's his name? Brian. Brian, yeah. The husband, no. her husband. No, the other guy. Oh, uh, Jack, Bellew, John, Jack. Bellew, yeah. Bellew. Bellew. Bellew, yep. That was interesting as well, because I feel like that's one of the times, or I guess having, being able to fully have those very stark, like, Black character and stark racist white character Mm -hmm. in the same story, I think showed how much her like passing ability her possibility I guess was already playing a role in her life mm-hmm. because yeah, I never questioned it you know I never felt like a what's the word like uh I guess kind of like satirical it never felt outlandish or yeah 
what's the word? It's like when they, when people on the street draw you with really exaggerated features. Caricature. Caricature. Thank you. It didn't feel like a caricature. It felt very honest. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it felt like. It felt, um, well, it's not to mention the overwhelming history of white literature. Yes. Which is these conversations would be had, like Milo and I were talking about To Kill a Mockingbird like the other day Mm -hmm. and how I like tried to read it and I couldn't finish it because it was like boring. And I was like, they're just talking. It's just a white man talking about black people. Like, yeah, (laughs) who cares? (laughs) Yeah. I just like didn't care. And, and so it's, it's just so not, you know, it's like, it's nice to read it from like her perspective of like Mm -hmm. what it's like to be in the, in the room and like what she's thinking. And, um, it's funny cause I was, uh, watching princess, uh, princess and the frog. Yeah. And they like, is it Tiana? And I forget the Naveen. girl's name. Naveen? Oh, Charlotte. No, Charlotte. Yeah. Kind of reminded me of Irene and Claire. Yeah. Cause Claire yeah. is just very like flamboyant and just kind of like, ah! mm-hmm. she's like a liability. <laughs> Yeah, she she has this nonchalance that like airs on kind of like dangerous. Yeah. Reckless. Yeah. And that yeah, like reckless. And that's is what ends up killing her, I would argue. Yeah. I, okay. So that's something that's, that we can talk about the beginning of this or like the end of this to start, yeah. I feel like, because we can work our way back a little bit. I feel like it does leave it open-ended on mm-hmm. whether or not Irene pushed Claire out of the window. Because, like, Irene and Jack both had very clear motives on why they would have pushed her. Mm-hmm. And so I find I find it a little, like, because there's, in her kind of, like, breakdown afterwards, her language speaks to both possibilities. Mm-hmm. And I loved that. Part of me hopes that, like, Irene did push her. Or both. I mean, yeah, it very well could have been, been both. both. Yeah. But I kind of would, like almost rather it be Irene almost like for the drama if that makes sense like not in a bad way but in a like we kind of see this like oh what's the word uh it's not degradation but this like devolution of her through the the story Mm -hmm. and that would almost just be the icing on the cake yeah of her like paranoia Mm -hmm. yeah and I guess maybe that's kind of what I noticed like towards like the second half, essentially after she meets Claire yeah, and realizes how dangerous she's being mm-hmm. um, that, you know, she, what I think felt like hubris was actually just that of just like her, like, cause there's that conversation she has with, with Brian about whether or not to tell the kids about sex yeah. and like violence and towards black people yeah exactly and so it was interesting because she was very much like don't tell them anything and everything Mm -hmm. and I was like that's not smart not at all where where did you go Irene (laughs) yes yes I was like you're you're not going to take away their happiness by telling them these things you're going to give them a safe way to access that happiness in ways that they know that they can without like the threat which sounds bad. Like, I don't, I wish that they wouldn't have had to have had the conversation, of course, 
And I know that like we see it'll trend sometimes or it'll be like a like a a viral video will go about like a black father or a black mother having to have that conversation with their kids still today. Mm-hmm. So it's like this is obviously a conversation that they should have had because it's not a, like it's not something that's, that's resolved by not having that conversation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I found that very interesting because you can kind of see her turning into Claire. The same like traits that she's demonizing in Claire, like this rejection of their identity of the like the black community, their race. She does it in that moment by trying to say that they can't teach their their children about that stuff. Yeah, she she's definitely grappling with something because there was also that conversation she was having with Brian about um like the Darwinian. He said it a million times, but it was just like how white white men will sleep with, will mate with like black women to like secure their line or something to secure the race. Mm-hmm. There's there's a phrase that he says, but it's like yeah, and she I, was I, just I kind of remember what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but she, I don't know. She seems to be like not really prepared to like discuss it or like Mm -hmm. to like she didn't really know that much about it to be able to discuss it with him yeah um and so there was there was a lot of things she was like also learning about being in the community and which is funny because yeah she's married to a a very obviously black man yeah she's never rejected that community and I think that that point specifically kind of goes to this like a I, I general identity crisis that happens with people who are mixed race mm-hmm. where like because you exist in both spaces you also can't exist in both spaces right and I don't think until that moment she had fully acknowledged that mm-hmm. even if she really did or not like us as the readers are being presented that option at that point yeah yeah because yeah. once once she's in that on at that table with um blue mm-hmm. is when I, I think that happens that's when she kind of goes into shock which I don't blame her for not oh yeah back um and then after that she realized that she was she was associated with people acting in that community in the white community and so then yes she was just, so then she was kind of like it, highlight, really it highlighted that. yeah yeah because, because really before she, she yeah. was just Sorry. No, yeah, yeah, that's all. But yeah, like before she was just in Harlem, she was just spending time with mostly black people almost yeah. entirely. That's all we see her interacting with. And then like the white people who are coming into the community and she seems to spend more time with them. Like uh, right. his name, Hugh Wentworth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He is a white person in that space mm-hmm. and she interacts more with him than she does with her own husband at these parties. Yeah. So there is that kind of like she's fully presented with somebody outside from outside of their community who does not exist in any of their circles. Yeah. And that's when things start to go south for her. Yeah. And not because, because of them specifically, but because yeah. of her own. Yeah. And it's it's led her to kind of think about how she probably thinks about oh, what that's right. Cause she does think about um Claire's daughter. Yeah. And because you know she's raising her boys and she's mm-hmm. invested in their lives and she just leaves it i think it was marigolds or something no marjorie marjorie yeah mm-hmm. close yeah um <laughs> but she 
doesn't seem to like care too much about her. Um, and I guess that also like forced Irene to kind of see what someone passing as white, how they would like raise their children or treat their children. And so she's maybe like having this moment of like, how do we, let's talk about junior and like, let's, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of like see what we're doing about our children. And like, yeah, so she definitely is taking that like over, I think. Yeah. And I think, and being like, well, they don't need to know that. Like, you know, they can be innocent. They can. Yeah. I think too, there's like an element of jealousy that Marjorie doesn't know. And so like, she can, like she passes. And so she doesn't have to worry about it at all because she's not even in the circles. Like she's a child, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think she wishes for that for her children, but this does bring up this kind of like secondary level of comparison between the two, which is like them as mothers. So just like this very feminine role that they both play. And I think a lot of, because we, it's very easy to kind of demonize Claire for the way that she's talking about Marjorie and the way she treats and thinks about Marjorie. But upon reading this a second time, it's very clear how much of Claire's behavior is a result of like living in survival mode for years, Mm -hmm. for most of her life until she's able to enter this space. And so Marjorie is kind of like this very active symbol of her trying to hide who she is and trying to like hide away from that space to secure survival. But then like, there's, I keep thinking about the faces that Irene was describing Claire making when she meets, when Irene meets Claire's husband, because he's saying this very nasty, very derogatory kind of racist statements. And Mm. she like describes looking at Claire and her just having this kind of like almost snide look on her face. And so like one way to read this is that she's being like, look what I was able to do. Look at how well I pass. Right. Another way to read this. And I think, okay. So the small, small tangent, the clip that I sent you earlier from the movie. Yeah. Uh, so Ruth Naga plays Claire and she thinks she really nailed. Cause you, you kind of go back and forth between her face and Irene's she really nails that like is this a look of somebody who's proud of how she got here or is this a look of somebody who's like do you see why i am still the way that i am yeah and like this this kind of like survival like it's fine breathe we're good yeah don't worry about it um kind of going back to your point of like we see one person through the point of view of another mm-hmm again that like Gatsby like we get all of Gatsby's drama post human or like post events through the eyes of is his name Nick the the narrator an unreliable narrator I should add Nick's the narrator in Great Gatsby yeah so I'm saying oh okay yeah yeah and so like unreliable narrator because he like puts Gatsby on this pedestal right yeah and so this is kind of that same situation where like unreliable narrator because we hear all of her, or we like, we read all of her points of view, her little, like, she says something in her mind, really, really condescending about Claire. Yeah. And then the next minute she's talking to Brian and she's like, nobody loves Claire more than I do. Yeah. And there's that kind of like, well, yeah, there's like this ownership. Yes. Of like what Claire gets to be in this community. Mm -hmm. She kind of takes on that role of like, 
kind of like kind of like an Emma mm-hmm. and Harriet situation. Yes, yes. Because she's like, oh, we, we don't want her to meet Hugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hugh, Hugh thinks she's stupid. You know, she's yeah. not, I don't think she's stupid. I love Claire. I love Claire to death. Yeah. But she's not smart like some girls. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that, where it's like, are you saying this because you're jealous? And that was like another thing where it's, where is the jealousy coming from? Because there are a lot of places where you could pull that, that like jealous motive from you could, the fact that she's very well off, she constantly goes to Europe. In fact, they seem to primarily live in Europe until the like later events of this book. Um, Is it because you pass so well, which I think like is a very negative reading into like Irene Mm -hmm. to think that she's jealous of how well she passes. Yeah. Um. Are you jealous that her life is so simple? Because that's also like a valid thing where it's like she has the privilege of being white passing. So yeah, she's going to have a lot of things go easier for her. Yeah, and I think that's where the raising your children thing comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like she doesn't, yeah, she doesn't have to worry about a world of violence and mm-hmm. she just has to worry about her husband. So it's a different, and I think she mentions this at one point, it's just a different like yeah. misery I guess yeah I also uh do you think that Brian and Claire had started having an affair it's clear that there's an attraction but do you think yeah. they'd had, had an affair um I don't think so I th- I kind of like to read Irene mm-hmm. as being a little like the one who did push her you know <laughs> same her to her to be a little like looking for something yeah I don't know why I think I also like I like it because because she's like an unreliable narrator Mm -hmm. I kind of like it when the narrator herself is like questionable like immoral yeah sometimes I think it's way more satisfying I feel like so there's like a few different things going on here but on the one hand there's also this kind of like Madonna horror thing going on between mm-hmm. them where yeah. Irene is so like, I did it right. I got the right husband. He doesn't want to leave. He's not going to leave. I won't let it happen. And that's like, it's always like, I made this choice for him. Yeah. And I'm like, girl. <laughs> and so in that respect, I feel like it is possible that they did something. Yeah. But also it's like, that really plays into the like stereotype of black men and like white or white presenting women yeah which not that I think there's anything wrong with like interracial relationships of course because in real life it's a lot different but that was like a trope that was used to talk about like their this kind of like weaponized sexuality of black men yeah and so I'm like is this some of the like like a predator thing yeah yeah yeah. and that was like a stereotype used for most of like yeah black people being in america i I should say like i don't know that there's been a period where that hasn't been yeah like a a, like a threatening quote-unquote threatening thing but is this kind of like part of irene's undealt with whiteness and i say undealt with in that she hasn't confronted it hasn't faced it 
seeping out thinking that her husband is just so unpleased or un unpleasured that he's, he has to go to this white woman, of course, you know? And so I found mm. it interesting that that was the person that she assumed would do it. Um, sorry, Irene, Claire. Yeah. Like the, I, I find it funny yeah. that like Claire would assume it was Irene or like Irene would assume that it was Claire, right? That it was that relationship. Yeah. Also when it was cl- like Irene pushing them together, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think the, there's also, I forgot it. I had a point. Sorry. Sorry. Brain fog. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, <laughs> you were talking about Claire and Brian. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, that's what I was going to say. If, if Brian wanted to move to South America, it wouldn't be a problem. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of like, I mean, that's not what Irene wants, but yeah, I feel like there are a few things where I can't say that it was Claire, but where I'm like, that to me indicates marital distress that would potentially lead to cheating. And so one is the way that she talks about his wanting to leave the country, mm-hmm. which was also like a common thing back then. Cause like Baldwin did it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was not the only black person at that during that yeah. time period to run off to Europe and, and then talk about their much po- more positive life experiences. Um, and so he is existing within this, or he's making this choice within this context where like that was a thing that would happen. I, I don't want to say common, but it, it happened because, you know, money. Yeah. But um, then you also have like, there was this point when she was talking about like, she kept getting more weary, more fatigued. And so mm-hmm. sometimes she wouldn't go out. It would just be, they would go out to poker night. Yeah. And I marked that. Cause I was like, girl, no. Yeah. <laughs> don't. Cause this isn't real for Claire at the end of the day. Yeah. This is her escape. Yeah. And so your marriage is not real to her. Yeah. So that's what I kept thinking. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That Claire almost set it up or Irene almost set it up. <laughs> yeah. 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 Without realizing it. Um, yeah. But yeah. I love, I love the, how I loved the ending. Actually, I love books that do that. Um, Gatsby kind of did it, but, um, it was dramatic, but it wasn't like a question Mm -hmm. as to who, who done it. But Margaret Atwood does that in, um, Handmaid's Tale, um, which the show obviously like, cause in the Handmaid's Tale, you don't know if she survived or not. Gotcha. And she just goes into a black van. That's how it ends. Ooh. And you don't know if, if you don't know if they were saving her or if mm-hmm. they were like going to execute. Her. <laughs> Damn. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I, I like books like that because it, I like interpretive, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like a nice change from like structure. <laughs> yeah. And like they, they'll lay the, the hints for you. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like part of it is like, 
do I only question it because Claire is white and because I want to trust her? Mm-hmm. Which is like definitely part of the question, you know? Mm-hmm. I should Google and see if she see if she ever like confirmed. Oh yeah. We need to know. Okay, so I also forgot that one of the options is that she fell. She simply fell of her right. own accord. And so, no, it doesn't look like there's any, at least from what I see here. So if anyone has, like, any, you've done research on this book before and you have a confirmation one way or the other, please send it our way. Or if you have, yeah. like, a really good argument for one of the one of the options, please let us know. But, yeah, yeah it's like, okay, so, like, if you want to get super metaphorical here, is Clara's death her own fault, the fault of the passing woman from the black community or the fault of her white husband it's kind of like very clear dichotomy of like is her end her own fault or one of these communities right and i would argue that regardless of who pushed her or if she fell it is at the end of the day her own fault yes yeah i i um i agree with that and i think i would also say i don't think she did it because i think because I'm thinking of how the affair with Brian I honestly don't think she cares that much about Irene I don't what do you do it or to not do it just I don't think Claire really values Irene oh yeah Yeah. other than just trying to get in on this community just I don't know Mm -hmm. like I it's confusing as to like what Claire thinks of Irene and like why mm-hmm. she's hanging around her all of the time. And she's um, very probably passive because, aggressive. Well, probably because she's the one that knew her and knows yeah. her secret. Um, and so if there's probably a part of, a part of having Irene in her life that reminds her of that, those roots. Yeah. Um, so while it's also an escape, it's also a discovery or an exploration. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think, but I, I also don't think she cares that much about Irene and their marriage. So I don't think yeah. she would be like, oh no, I'm going to fuck up their marriage. Yeah. I should jump. <laughs> um, and her husband, I mean, I feel like she would have somewhere to kind of escape now she has a community like she could maybe like well listen i don't think she fell on purpose if she fell of her own accord is that she tripped yeah um but i do i do agree that i don't think she cares about irene enough i i think she cares about her in this she is a symbol she is my proof of having a space she's her window into yeah yes yes she is my confirmation that i deserve a space here yeah but that's it yeah um See, I don't think she cares enough about her as a friend because if she did, she would have warned her about how her husband is. Yeah. And I I can't believe that Irene went back to talking to her after what happened. Yeah. Because if, okay, obviously I can't speak from like the race standpoint, but if I were to be in the same room as somebody who did not recognize that I was a woman and was talking about how much they hated women to the point where like it was a threat to my personhood. I would never speak to that person again, whoever invited me into that space. Yeah. 
because no care for my well-being which like a direct threat yeah absolutely i was surprised that she well i think didn't she just bump into claire claire came to her house yeah claire came to her house and so then she was like uh but yeah it's it seems a bit like irene seems to have a lot of control in the things in her life but that was one thing she let slide which tells me that there is a reckless streak in Irene. I don't know how much it was that she was reckless because she seemed to like, it really bothered her how much control she was losing with things. And I think that kind of goes back to like the constant fatigue she was feeling, but it feels almost like because Claire was more white, quote unquote, like more white than she was, that she almost felt this need to do it, to like let her have her way. Cause she even like, she even thinks about like, oh, Clara just always gets her way. And she talks about how she always right. gets her way. And then she gives her her way. And so it's like, why is she yeah. doing that? The only option that I can see is that she is essentially white with like this very white husband who's very violent, at least verbally from what we hear. So you can assume that it wouldn't be too difficult for it to pass into like physical violence towards black people. Yeah. And I think- I feel like she says kind of outright that she doesn't feel this way. But it does still raise the question of like, what if I had chosen to do that? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, that was like the first scene. Yeah. When she's in the restaurant and she was commenting on the lady at the other table and whether that lady thought she was white or black. Mm -hmm. And she starts to get worried, but it's Claire. And so she knows she's black. And that's like, that's almost a threat. Yeah. Because she knows that she is now yeah. too in that space. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. And so I, I think I do just like the way that it plays like racism and sexism with each other. Mm-hmm. Because there is also that question of like infantilization that happens with Claire, the way that mm-hmm. uh, her husband treats her. Which is really interesting when you see how not like that it is for Irene and Brian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's a dismiss dismissiveness to Brian, I would say, but that's true of any. Yeah. There's kind of like different kind of sexism mm-hmm. between them, though. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. The traditional kind. <laughs> yeah, the traditional kind um, of like um, we're gonna do what I say. Yeah, less a doll's house, more like, yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) Which is another really great, there's so many, I guess, like comments that she's making in just just under 100 pages because it does bring into question, because you've got the like, people who say, oh, I'm not racist. I love Asian women. Yeah. They've just got like an Asian fetish. Like that is still racism though. Yeah. Or like, they're both probably arguing like, oh, you know, I love women. And then that's how they treat their wives. Yeah. Where Jack Jack or John is probably like, I don't remember his name, but they're both interchangeable. So I'm just going to, yeah. whatever. Where he's like, oh yeah, no, I love women. I mean, look at how much I coddle my wife. I'm like, that's not. That's not. That's yeah. not what you think it is. <laughs> um, but yeah. 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 It was a good book. I'm glad I read it. Yeah. I like, I like that style that I like, it's like refreshing when you don't have to like learn 
fantasy systems. <laughs> yeah. I was like, like, oh, wow, they're just flying. They're just having this. they're just having coffee and talking. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. So that yeah, that's nice. I am excited to watch it. Have oh you my seen gosh, it before? Yes. No, I actually forgot that they made it a movie. Um I remember that it like came out during the pandemic though. So I wasn't seeing a lot of movies mm. then because collective trauma. Um, but I am eager to watch it because I also love the two actresses who are playing Claire and Irene. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll and do it's that. got Alexander Skarsgård. I'm like, <gasps> mm-hmm. he he plays the racist husband. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> Same. <laughs> um, you know what we need to watch though? North. What? End. I will watch anything with Skarsgård. Any Skarsgård. I think you would, I think you would love that movie because it has like a lot of like that folk. um, Kind of gothic looking. Yeah. I really wanted to see the movie. Like witchy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm down. So um, that's my selection for the next movie after (laughs) passing. After passing. I'm I'm down for that. Okay. Um, And now that you've got your two monitors. You can also run an occasional watch party. Yes, I can. Yeah. You'll have to teach me how. Oh yeah. It's super easy. Yeah. I'll teach you how. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Real quick. Yes. What was your favorite, I guess, moment in the book? I was going to say character or scene or like conversation, but what's your favorite moment in the book? Honestly, I really liked the end. Yeah. Um, but there was the, <laughs> there was that scene. I had to like rewind it. Cause I couldn't, it was like the way it was writ. I could tell like something had happened and I missed mm-hmm. it. <laughs> you know how that happens. Yeah. And I think she was like, oh, he had invited her to the thing. Um, Brian had invited, uh, Claire, Claire. Mm -hmm. And, um, I couldn't figure out what the problem was. I can understand. But but Irene was upset. And I was like, why is she upset? What happened? What happened? And I had to like rewind it. And I knew, I knew what happened, but I didn't realize that was what was upsetting to her. Mm -hmm. Um, so why was it upsetting to her? Oh, so that's the moment when she realizes that Claire and Brian are potentially having an affair. Oh, okay. Because it didn't explicitly say that. Yeah. So it I doesn't didn't, like it's pick like, that up. Okay. Basically the way that like it kind of goes through that scene is that she gets home and she takes a nap before yeah. their tea party that they're having. And she wakes up to him. She accidentally slept the day away. It's about 4 PM. She wakes up to him getting home and, um, she says something along the lines of like, Claire can't come tonight. This is after she had run into Claire's husband, I want to say. Uh-huh. And she's resisting telling him about right. that. And um, he's like, oh, I invited Claire. She's here. I hope that's okay. And she doesn't really say it, but she's like, oh my God, that's why he's been too nice to me lately. Cause that was another thing where she talks about like, they've kind of, they're like recurring argument yeah. of he wants to leave the country is back. He's getting angry with the boys 
yeah a lot more than usual but he's being unusually nice to her right and that's always kind of a red flag yeah um but that was also one of my favorite scenes not so much that part itself but the afterwards when she's like oh my god it's only been 30 minutes yeah and then somebody's like why do you look like you just saw a ghost ha 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 and then she's like oh my god it's already been an hour it's oh yeah and she drops she drops the, the thing mm-hmm. yep and then her i love and that worth have that conversation yes. yeah um and then in the same vein like the very end that my favorite part of the very end is when she's like having her breakdown after everyone's run downstairs and she's like kind of going back and forth on whether or not she's like it's very stream of conscious almost without being stream of conscious yeah because you're just kind of like in that moment with her and she's mm-hmm. like I didn't mean, I just wanted to grab her. I didn't mean to push her. And she's like, I didn't push her. What's going on? And then she goes downstairs and she's like, I can all, and she's like trying to figure out a lie. And then she gets down there and they're like, oh, Irene passed out. She must've gotten better. And she doesn't have to say anything. Like those two moments yeah. are very internal, very aggressively, like in that yeah. present moment with her. And I really like those two moments. Yeah. 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 That's good. Cool. Sorry, my back is like, yeah, are you, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. It's just sitting up too long. It kind of hurts. Yeah. So, so yeah, what is, um, so yes, I, I love that book. I love that it was, um, I mean, obviously, you know, it was very like enlightening Mm-hmm. and I liked I liked like the style um and I like I said I really like I really like narrators that are unreliable. A sketch. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah because like I didn't really like Irene same like there were yeah specifically I was like, talking about her and Brian I'm like girl no <laughs> yeah I was just kind of like yeah, there was nothing there was no reason for me to like her yeah and I think that was purposeful yeah. I mean, we come into this very kind of temperamental point in her life, this mm-hmm. like year that she spends actively being friends with Claire. Mm-hmm. I think I, I liked her in the beginning when she's recounting, like meeting the husband and everything yeah. three years prior, but all of this present stuff, I'm like, no, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like watching it fall. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was, yeah, it sucked, but like in a fun way. Yeah. 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 No, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So next week. Yes. What are we reading? We are finally digging into my favorite series of all time. <gasps> Every other series I've ever read included the hollows. We are the reading hollows. the first book in the hollows, dead, Witch walking. So by Kim, Kim Harrison, Harrison, I was gonna say yes. Anderson. I mean, yeah. Kim Harrison. Yes. I've, I've already started it and I'm loving it. Same. I forgot it how much really I reminds the me of, um, there was a short time when I, when I read one mystery novel <laughs> Yeah, and I, I got, I read a couple, but I got really into it. It feels like that. Where it's just oh yeah, like it's a detective always, novel. It is like a detective novel, and I'm like, I yeah. miss that. Yeah, and it's very formulaic. It's very nice, yeah. but it has those like 
fantasy elements quirks, yes some of the fantasy quirks and it's got some like fantasy romance i'm not too far into this book again this is i've talked about this before this is a book i read as a teenager yeah and so the first like five or six books are really a blur right they all kind of squish together so i don't remember if she gets with anyone romantically in this one but it does turn into a fantasy romance there are yeah my head four love interests okay well and i'm I'm like, if there were no romance, I'm still pretty invested. Yeah. Cause it's like, I like her as a character Same. because she's kind of like, she kind of puts on this air, but she's actually like really yeah, like inexperienced or like she's still young. Yeah. She's I still think... like really young and, but she like just kind of talks a big game, you know? Mm-hmm. But I kind of like that. I think it's endearing. Rachel Morgan. Yes. I believe when the series starts, she's like 24 or 26 or something. And oh, so good. she is still young. Yeah. Which this is something that I've talked I prefer about too. that to, to 18. <laughs> Same. This is something that I've talked about too, where it's like, I started reading this as a teenager. And so like, yeah. You learned. I was like, she's so grown up. Yeah, she's so mature. Yeah, and now I'm like, girl, you dumb. Get your shit together. Like, you you dumb. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I love it. So I'm excited to talk about that. Yes, so am I. All right. Well, until next week. Yes. Happy reading. Happy reading. Bye. Bye.